755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome to 755 is real room edition. I'm in my hotel room and uh, I just got back from Wrigley Field where the Braves lost for the second consecutive day. Um, Eric, it was a it was a weird series. They played, I mean, one of the best games they've had all year. Friday because Max Freed came back and was just absolutely dominant. It was it was surpassed all expectations that the Braves could have possibly had. And that was just so encouraging for them to see that. So in ninety seven in the first inning, that's what I saw and was like, okay. I mean, you, yeah. you when guys come back, you expect there to be. I always picture like four and a third and they're like you know a little rust to shake off you get all the like all the same quotes and kind of experience every time but when he came out throwing like that i was like shit he might have been ready a month ago yeah i mean and and it was so good that they were able to take their time with him because you know if if they had didn't have the record in the lead they had they would have probably been tempted to bring him back after a couple of rehab starts or started the rehab assignment earlier than they did because they took two months before they started the three, almost three months before they started the rehab assignment, two and a half. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have to, so they took their time. And I think that was kind of the result of what, what, why you saw what you did, that they were able to get him where they wanted to, get him stretched out. And like Rossi yeah. said, he was throwing like an ace. Rossi said he was throwing the kitchen sink at everybody. All of yeah. Them, locating everything. I saw the overlay that the ninja did of his fastball and slider. And, dude, they came out of his hand, same arm slot, on the same tunnel for about two-thirds of the way to the plate, and then that slider just whoa, dropped down and in. And I, I can't even imagine being a hitter trying to discern the difference between those two pitches. It's just it's crazy how easy it is to forget how good somebody is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's especially when the team's done so well without him yeah. for this whole time, but when you're hearing people talk about, you know, we need to add a starter, we need to add this, and there's the cliche saying of, well, it's like making a trade, but it really is. You know, you get this guy back, and that's a true ace. There's nobody like him on the market. There's not even anybody on like him on the free agent market, you know, 90% of the time. You don't get guys like this. And when I saw him throwing 97 in the first, you know, it was – it it really hit home that this was not a rush job. Like they they did it right, and they wanted to make sure he's a hundred percent. And that was him at a hundred percent. Like that was and, that was a and, full rehab, ready to go. And think how fresh his arm is compared to all the other elite starters, all the other aces in baseball. I mean, he's got the freshest yeah. arm in baseball. And there's two and how fresh it's going to be through the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think that he won't be. He's one guy you do not have to worry about in postseason. I mean, provided he doesn't have another injury or or slip and fall or something, but just as far as arm strength, he's going to be live at whereas you worry about some other guys getting up around 200 innings or these days 170, 80 innings. You won't have to worry about any of that with him. And uh, that's that's a huge relief, especially because the timing couldn't have been better because Bryce Elder and Charlie both have been struggling since the All-Star break, basically. Uh, Elder had started the start before the break. He had two good ones, and now he's turned around, and the one he had yesterday was as bad as any of them, really. Uh, you know, another four and a third inning job. So he's really, he's really over the last six, seven starts, got bad numbers, six, uh, five starts. And then Charlie had a great start coming out of the break against the White Sox, had seven scoreless innings, three hits. 
And then since then, he has just really been hit or miss, uh, mostly miss. And, you know, the, the, especially with the walks, which is so uncharacteristic of him, and the early exits, four and a third innings, that just kills him to, to leave a game that early. But he was up mid-90s in pitches today after four and a third innings. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to give the hitters credit, too. They put together some pretty tough at-bats, yeah. and that, that team's playing well right now, but that's not yeah. the Charlie we know. I mean, that's what we always give him credit for, right, is, hey, yeah. even when he gives up four, he still goes six or seven, and that, that hasn't been him lately. Yeah, he had the bad inning today, and it was just uh, – it was compounded by walks. I mean, that was the worst part. He walked Dansby with the bases loaded. Yep. And made him some good pitches, and Danby, Dansby fouled off a 3-2 pitch to stay alive. And then Charlie walked him. Charlie threw him seven straight curveballs. I know he's got a great curveball, but man, seven straight curveballs. Yeah, him and I threw him, I don't know, five or six straight sliders too. And, you know, Dansby's yeah. a smart hitter. It looked like he's like, okay, I get the game plan and, and kind of sat on one. But, uh huh. But yeah, the, the, the Cubs have been, I mean, I know it's the Cubs and people think, yeah, yeah, it's the Cubs, but this is a good Cubs team and they won. They had won 13 out of 16 before the Braves got here. Scored more runs in that span than anybody in the majors. So when Freed did what he did to him, that was pretty astounding on top of just looking great. But he cooled what has been the hottest offense for a couple of weeks. Uh, so right now they would be, what, 15 out of their last 19 games. And they've reduced the margin uh, that Brewers had down. It was, two, say, two games for today. So they're right there in the wild card race and the uh, NL Central race. Braves, yeah. And the Braves are going to face them in the last week of the season. That might in Atlanta. That might end up being a real big season series. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's going to be huge for for Atlanta. I mean, th- when you right. look at the standings, but yeah, I mean, the, I've I've looked at the Central and thought it was up for grabs. I mean, early on there were some leads, but now it's there's not a team that in that division that says they're going to run away with it. And I mean, the Cubs are rolling. Yeah. Dansby's really had a big impact over there, too. Uh, he really has. I mean, he's just – and they all say it, too. It was a perfect pickup for them. They overpaid for him, but everybody that bought a shortstop this winter overpaid. Uh, of all the contracts, his might end up being the most uh, the most valued just because he brings so much, you know, beyond the offense. His defense is – you forget how good he is until you watch him for a series, you know. He's yeah, really, for sure. really good, yeah. And then, then the, 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 the leadership – the Braves didn't really need that as much anymore because they're so established and they got so many guys, you know, that have established themselves. This is a young and up and coming team with the Cubs now. They got some veterans, but they really needed Dansby. You know, he's had so much gravitas after winning a World Series, winning a Gold Glove last year, being an All Star second year in a row this year. So that was a perfect pickup for them. So, yeah, you can't put a price on. You know, if they wind yeah. up getting a culture change out of it, or yeah. Maybe it makes Rossi's job easier, you know, just getting guys to do things a certain way and, and hold themselves accountable. I mean, you just can't put a price on that. And I yeah. think, I mean, you look at the Braves. Yeah, they didn't need to keep Freddie and Dansby because what Freddie and Dansby, I mean, gave to the organization, and you see it, it's still going on with Atlanta. So what those guys ahead of you do, you know, I mean, it's hard to put a price on it and say it's a, a sure overpay, but, I mean, he did get a lot of money. Yeah, well... Yeah, and you have to compare them to the other shortstops. I mean, they all got overpaid. So it was like yeah. the Cubs had to pay yeah. that or they weren't getting him because he still had the Dodgers, the Red Sox. He had some big-dollar teams that were still in the, in the running for him. So yeah, they I mean, it, they didn't pay. It, 
it's funny as a player when you get um when you face your old team this is how I felt watching watching him in this series but when you face your old team you like you want to show them what they you know what they gave up or that you still got it like you want to you think you're making right. this big statement to them if you have a big game and when he's been your guy and you're watching him, you're just like, yep, we know who that is. You know, it's it's not like yeah. it would impress you at all with the Braves. Right. They're just, they already know. But there's right. just that weird dynamic of wanting to show him anyway. And sure. I felt that every time he made a play, I was like, yep, I've seen that before. I think that's how the Braves probably felt in this series. Yeah, and the two-run homer yesterday was big, man. It was a... Uh... That was uh that that was his fifth homer in six games. That's the most homers he's ever hit in a six game span in the major leagues. Yeah, so he's hot right now. He's wielding the hot bat, uh, and he made uh, today. Arcia, or he made a Arcia made a play on Dansby. Yeah, where Arcia threw from about eight feet in left field. That was a hell of a play, man. And I tell you what, yep. that's one thing Dansby does not have the arm to make that play. Does not make that throw at all. No, he might make the play by getting rid of it quick, but he doesn't have what. I mean, Arcia's. Yeah, I don't know what his throwing below or whatever they put out there across the diamond is, but yeah, it's a strong, accurate arm. Yeah, Dansby might have bounced it twice because he did that sometimes. Bounces a lot of throws to get to be accurate. Yeah, and you know, I mean, he just didn't have the velo, the arm strength, but he always made accurate throws, and he or usually, and he bounced a lot of them too in those situations. Knowing that Freddie was always going to scoop it up, you know, or Matt last year. Yeah, and RC is about. I mean, this the, just the way that this played out is about the only way it could have, where there wouldn't have been, yeah, a lot more talk about Dansby. But you watch a guy like that, and you you realize. I mean, you remember why you were so high on him when he was there. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, they had some. They they played some uh, very uncharacteristic Braves ball. But it's not like this has been a flawless team all year. They've over offset a lot of, you know, some careless mistakes, sloppy base running, some errors. By They've just more that. Like, yeah, by having just the, an unbelievable offense. And, yeah. I mean, frankly, that's not going to change. So everybody that kind of freaks out because they lost a couple of games, and you know, that was a that was a kind of a perfect storm. Think about how shitty they played today. How bad Charlie pitched. And they still only lost six four and had the tying run at the plate in the ninth inning. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is they just it was one of the there's a lot of games where you say that, especially when teams are struggling, but you say we just didn't get the the big hit today, but they have plenty of opportunities to win that game. Yeah, I mean, would anybody have been surprised surprised if they no. were tied in the ninth? No. So, I expected them to. I mean, they ran into a hot team and it was a bad time as as Snit said after the game. It was a you needed to play a good game against these guys because they've been hot and they did not yep. play good games or get good starts. I mean, two days in a row, the starter left after four and a third with the team in a hole and really had to lean on the pen. Pen gave up a little bit today um, or yesterday. Both days they gave up a little bit, but not much. I mean, it's it, it was it was kind of just they, they didn't do anything really well. They got to, they got some big 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 knocks. Matt Olson. It's just on fire, dude. He's having at bats that are just wow. The home run he hit today, the wind was not blowing out today. He hit the only home run today at Wrigley, so you know the wind wasn't blowing out. It was misty all day. The wind's blowing in from left, and he hit one four hundred. I think it was conservative estimate was like four forty three or something. One hundred and ten off the bat, it was crushed. 
it looks like he just has to touch the ball. Like he's so big and smooth and powerful. It never looks like he was trying to hit a home run. He just kind of puts the bat on it and it goes. Kind of reminds me of like the power Chipper had when Chipper would go the other way and he just lay the bat on it. I don't know if Olsen swings a big bat or what he does, but man, it just jumps off. There's when he hits those that you, some guys hit, hit them and you're like, Oh, he might've got that. You can kind of read their body language. When Olsen hits those, it's just like, Oh yeah, I get You don't have to watch. He gets those long arms extended, man. And it is over. If he connects, yeah. it's gone. It yeah. is gone. It's kind of like Austin Riley. If he connects, if he connects square, it's gone. Yeah. Acuna is the same way, but yeah, Olsen's got those long arms, man. And it's, uh, He's putting together some good swings, and he had an RBI single today too. And then, and then yesterday, the one Ozuna hit, he hit it out of the park, dude. It cleared the bleachers and landed <laughs> on the road in left field. Yeah, when he does it, it's it's like, okay, he swung hard as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he kind of comes out of his shoes, but Olsen, it's like it almost looks like he's just laying the bat on it and it just jumps. To me, the direct opposite of Olsen is Murphy. Murphy, oh yeah, swing he takes is a mighty swing where he's yeah. kind of falling back. I mean, and if he misses, it looks like it's just like going to hurt. It's going to throw his shoulder out. It, it looks like three zero green out. light in a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. I understand people are a little concerned about the back of the rotation um, because Elder and Charlie are, are kind of struggling at the same time, so. But you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Justin Toscano today, and all the people that were bitching yesterday about the rotation and they needed to fix it, and it's going to rear its head in the postseason. And it's like I asked Justin, people are looking at this in a vacuum, though. They're acting like this Braves team is going to have to face, say, the Dodgers of a couple of years ago or the Mets of last year in the postseason. Yeah. To ask yourself which National League team has three which contender that's going to probably be in the postseason has three starting pitchers better than Freed, Strider, and then fill in the blank in the third and spot. a pick them. Yeah, I don't, gotta, I don't, and, and I still like Charlie in the postseason given his track record in the postseason. And how about if Kyle Wright comes back in September and looks good? So, who, who is which, which team has three starters the equal of those three? I can't think of one, not in the National League, in the American League, you could look at Houston. Yeah, but I can't see I can't see a team in the National League that's got three starters as good as the Braves have got. So, or even a, just if you just go one two and it, it call the third right. starter a toss up, those right. that one two if Freed pitches anything like what he's capable of and show and showing his first start back, and then Strider just keeps doing what he's been doing yeah. all year. I mean, you can afford you can, to lose a third game. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go a fucking bullpen game in the third game, yep. or you can go your starter, you know, and pull him as soon as he struggles. Well, and that's I mean, what's nice about the postseason and having a, a exactly. deep bullpen. You can have that quick hook. Exactly. You got a days of you got all the rest days. People forget that the Braves won the World Series with a couple of rookies starting games in the World Series. Man, they had bullpen <laughs> games. They had bullpen yeah. games like in a postseason three or four times. Yeah, and so, it's scary. It definitely scare you more if the offense was like right. Average, chipping away and, and had to put together three or four hits in an inning but at any yeah. point you can be up six to one <laughs> you know it's it's not a type of team where you're down two or three zero in the third and you're actually you know sweating it yeah so i mean i think i i totally understand what people why people are you know a little worried all that but you got to think about it in context of 
it would be a bigger concern if the Braves didn't have a 10-game or well, – I didn't even look at the standings today. If they didn't have a Ten huge half. lead yeah. in the division because you would need a good starting rotation for the rest of the stretch uh, – for the rest of the season to hold off everybody. But they have an insurmountable lead barring some ca- catastrophic injury to position players. You know, they've got an insurmountable lead. They're going to get in the postseason. Yeah. And if they keep playing decent, they're going to have the home field advantage at least to the World Series. Right now, they'd have the home field advantage in the World Series. So, I mean, once they get to the postseason, whoever your number four starter is, doesn't matter. <laughs> no. And it's not going to matter. Too, every single team is going to have to grind all the way to the playoffs because – like the biggest lead you see besides the Braves is maybe three and a half, four and a half for Minnesota. Yeah. Everybody else yep. is two games up, three games up. I yep. mean, they're, they're going to be exactly. comfy going into the postseason and be able to set stuff up, rest guys, do what they need to do. Yeah, they're going to have to lean on their starting pitchers, all those teams, all the way through, get it, money innings as they can out of them, all that. The Braves, on the other hand, have got Max Freed, who's starting with a fresh arm with two months left in the season. Strider looks great right now. He's throwing as hard as ever, and he hasn't thrown too many innings. They've given him plenty of rest. I mean, I, I, I understand the concern, but if people think about it, they'll understand that it's really not a concern. As long as they can get a, thir- a decent third starter by the postseason, they're going to be fine. And I, yep. think, and I think they will. Somebody's going to emerge from that. Elder, you know, Elder's had a bad stretch. He looks, he's looked bad. But let's remember how good he looked for so long. And yeah. Charlie, Charlie still, it's not like he's all of a sudden throwing 92 and can't throw his curveball, you know? I mean, he's going through a rough patch, but there's still long stretches of games where he looks great, where he retires the side in order, strikes out two or three, two or three in the inning like he did today. Yeah. And you're going to have your choice of playing the hot hand. You know, I mean, probably three guys to choose from. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Wright comes back. I don't know. I don't know what his progress is or anything, but. You're going to be able to kind of play with it a little bit. And also, I mean, don't laugh, but this Chirinos dude looked good in his last start. (laughs) He really did. Hey, but that stuff happens. You know, I mean, and teams aren't afraid to do that. We threw Freddie Garcia in 13. Exactly. Against, yeah, against Kershaw. Nobody was excited when we got him. Remember Bryce Wilson outpitched Kershaw in the NLCS? Yep. I mean, things happen. But, yeah, this Chirinos, he's got a lot of experience. You know, tons of experience, and that splitter is not a pitch that batters are used to seeing. No. So, and I understand the concern because, I mean, baseball is just full of heartbreak, but if you look around the league, nobody should be feeling better about their team than a Braves fan right now. Exactly. And also, if, if the rotation has got a little bit of, you know, some concerns or red flags, think about how deep this bullpen is now. Like you said, you can afford to have a quick hook when you've got like literally eight options in the pen that you're comfortable with. And they've yeah. got some damn good options down there now. I think the biggest the biggest thing for me has been Jimenez. Just yeah, the tear he's on, I mean, it just gives you so much more confidence because there's always guys that are kind of good, but then you see them in big situations and they're kind of, every inning's kind of shaky. He's been dominant. And he adding him, adding just one guy that's, to your usual suspects, just deepening it like that, where if he had to close a game or throw the eighth up one, I'm not worried. Yeah. He's been that locked in. And I like Pierce Johnson. I like Brad Hand, especially when they if 
they can use him against lefties, you know, and not, yeah. not as a full inning guy. I really like him, and you got a couple of lefties coming up in an inning that are tough. He's still as tough as he's ever been on lefties. And then you get Dylan Lee back, and they've been able to slow walk Dylan Lee, too, like they did with Free. So he pitched a one, two, three inning last night in his first rehab assignment. I don't think he's need, going to need many games because he's only got to be able to pitch one inning when they bring him up. Um, that's a huge ad having a third lefty when they bring him up, when they activate him. Yeah, they're, I mean, overall, they're, <laughs> if I had to pick a team, you know, these yeah, are the guys. They'll, they'll go, they got four games in Pittsburgh and four in New York, and I bet they win three out of four in each place. I just feel like they will. I'm with you. So, um, somebody asked, uh, let's see, uh, how about Jose Ramirez smoking? Looked like smoking Joe Frazier last night. Man, that was something else, dude. I Everybody in the clubhouse, I saw, <laughs> people talking about it, and I, call, I saw like three or four different players looking at it on their phones when I walked in the clubhouse this morning. I mean, it was everybody, you know, it just doesn't happen anymore in baseball. So when it does, it's like, wow. But Tim Anderson, like Batista, is never yep. going to let that down. Nope. Nope, that's it. <laughs> he's played the tough guy to... his whole career. His whole career. Yep. He's been the tough guy. Well, you had a chance. Took his glove off, was ready to – and got in a boxer position and everything. And the dude knocks him out while he's being held back. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, hey, the, the, the game will humble you one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Ramirez was being pulled back and kind of off balance and threw that right hook. And, yeah. and, it, and but, it's, but he connected because you could see it in slow motion. He connected. He knocked his ass out, man. Did you see Tim Anderson trying to walk off the field? Yeah, I, I can't say I was. I didn't watch that about four hundred times. Just I watched every single angle I could find. You're right, though. I mean, it just never happens. It's always, you know, what happened? I was scroll every night. I get home and I, I open up the MLB app. I go to the news and hit the videos, and I watch all the top plays. And I saw Ramirez Anderson altercation was like the headline for it, and I just kept going. I didn't even watch it because every time something like that happens, benches clear in Chicago or something like that. You know, you see that headline, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of guys just yelled at each other. And then yeah. a buddy just sent me the Twitter links and I clicked on that. And it just, yeah. it, it, it immediately just pans to them throwing, you know, Anderson's throwing their, his glove down and they're squaring yep. up like a hockey fight. Oh, man, and, that's great. And, and then I saw that and I went back. I watched both video feeds from both teams, <laughs> every replay I could find. I mean, the broadcaster yeah. yelling, down goes Anderson. They, yep. You know he's been waiting did, to use that one, man. Did you see Tito talking about it after the game? Who? Francona. No. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, he laughed. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he knew he couldn't say he laughed and liked it, but he oh, pretty much said that. God, it was classic. It used to happen so much more. That and, and, and managers getting kicked out. Dude, I miss both of them so much. <laughs> yeah, I just do. I do. I, I'll admit it. I do. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite quotes is uh, it's actually from Braves lore, I guess. But a, a two way player, a football baseball guy, had to knock somebody down, uh, one of his teammates, and he told him, "Just because you can hit a baseball doesn't make you tough." <laughs> and, and that kind of applies. How about how about the way the umpire all of a sudden acted like a hockey ref? 
He, like, no, he just backed out. Like, All right, go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was. I think they. I, I honestly. I mean, I guess Harper and I can't remember who the guy was that. Uh, I can't remember his name, but Harper went after that guy in San Francisco. There was a Batista one, oh, yeah. but I wish that was the rule in baseball. Like, hey, you yeah. guys want to yell and scream? Everybody form a circle. Let's get. Let's bang this out. That's that's the coolest thing about hockey is it's just you go until somebody goes down. The hockey refs always skate back, skate, skate backwards a couple like like ten feet, and like okay, yep. we're let them go until one of them's about to kill each other. So they're starting to get too tired. Somebody's going to get hurt, and we'll go in. Yep. But they let them fight yeah, usually that, for about thirty seconds to a minute. That up saw the glove come off, and kind of some hands start going. Yeah. He said, "I'm not. I mean, this. I don't get paid for this." That was kind of like a hockey player too, the way he threw the glove off, the way the hockey guys did. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't even figure out, though, what really pissed Ramirez off. I know there was a play the day before, but I didn't understand. I think it was more built up from the day before, but I didn't understand what Anderson really did. Yeah, I think he said something. Yeah, he said said something or he put more pressure on that tag than it looked like. Right. Yeah, because it didn't look like much at all. But I tell you what, man, say what you will about Batista, because Odor knocked his ass. with That that punch that Odor threw was like. Very similar. That. But that punch was looked like it was ten times harder than the one that Tim Anderson took, and Batista wore that shit, dude. I mean, he yeah. he's got a jaw. Yeah. I mean, that thing would have. You thought that punch should have broke Batista's jaw. Yeah. You know? And he fucking he stood up. That was impressive. I mean, it doesn't really matter though. I mean, <laughs> any, any social media post you post oh, after yeah. that for the rest of the season, probably oh, yeah. next year, is just going to be filled with trolls talking about the dude that punched you. Right, but but Anderson though, the way he went wobbly and fell back, I mean, he knocked him out. That was yeah, he, he got him. He got him clean. So the next time he has to, he says something trying to act like a tough guy, people are going to be rolling their eyes like, yeah, whatever, dude. What are you going to do? Kick my ass. <laughs> He's got two options. He can just lay low forever, or he has to pick another fight really fast. Exactly. That's what I told Justin today. I said, he better be ready because the next time he better kick somebody's ass, man, because yep. if, if it happens <laughs> twice, then he's done. <laughs> yeah, it's high risk. It's a high risk move. But if you want to be if you want to be loud at all the rest of your career, yep. you got to fight somebody soon. And- he's got to kick somebody's ass or shut yep. up going yep. forward. <laughs> He already deleted some tweet that he had from from a while back. About going said, to sleep? I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm fixing to go to sleep or something, and he deleted it. And there was another one that he said, too, <laughs> People said that he deleted. I forgot what that one was. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost embarrassed how much I dug into this thing, but I did I did have a good time with it last night. <laughs> well, we just see it so, so, so rarely now. It's like uh, umpires, managers getting thrown out. It's exciting because it never happens, but. Yeah, I mean, it, always, it never happens to the right guy either. You know, I mean, I right. feel like if if he had actually gotten Ramirez, everybody would just be like, "Damn it!" And when you know, it does happen, Ramirez just seems freaking awesome. And when it does happen, there are the punches are just never connect. They're all off balance, nope. or guys just aren't used to throwing punches, or yeah, maybe get a couple rib really, shots in on the way down. Right. Are they not really committed to it? They yeah. were committed. Ramirez was. <laughs> he was like, "I'm getting a punch in, man." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anderson threw a couple of decent punches before he, he kind of took one. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it's that one you don't awesome. see coming. You know, I love it. That was great. Uh, the wildest benches clearing brawl you've ever been involved in. Obviously, he's talking to you, Eric. What the wildest I've seen was probably 
it was either the one one of those where where uh, the Braves with Jose Ramirez with the Marlins. Remember when he did a couple of things when he was hitting, and he like they didn't yeah, like the way he acted. They, they they took they called him out, but then they made up McCann and some other guys were got into it with him. That's what Bmac said that to me today. He said, well, "How long would it take you to drop it if if Gomez would have knocked me out like that?" But yeah, that that was the one I was going to say was Gomez. I was yeah, talking about the, Marlins, the great Marlins pitcher, you know, that 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 died. But Gomez, that was the the that was the one for me because there's not many anymore. That Gomez one, the way Max stood, B Max stood right in front of home plate, put his yep. mask on top of his head, and the picture, the the picture of those two face to face with B Max screaming at him, the, the muscles in his neck clenched, the veins popping out. Awesome picture, and Gomez. That's my favorite. To- that's my favorite photo of him ever. It's awesome, and Gomez has still never touched the plate because he's he's the nicest guy ever, and you wouldn't know it. But when he sees red, you he can't. Re- I mean, it's he's ready. Oh my god, dude, that was that was. He, you talk about standing up for your teammates. He was not letting him cross the plate without getting. <laughs> was, but the, but Gomez, that was so over the top too. I mean, well, we had totally no clue what was hurt. going on. I think we've talked about it on that. here before, but we didn't have any clue what was going on because it was between him and Mahomes right. from when they were right. with Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. So right. Gomez hits this leadoff homer and just starts yelling at everybody on our team. We're like, what? what is this dude's problem? Nobody knew what was going on. Yelled he had a beef with Mahomes for hitting him like two years before. <laughs> and BMAC just said that he didn't know why this dude was acting like that. But if you want to go, I'm right here. <laughs> Cause, cause he yelled at Mahomes as he's as right when he's taken off, and then he literally yelled at every player, with every infielder as he's cro- as he's rounding the bases, every single one. He said some shit too. <laughs> and no, none of us had any clue what this dude's problem was. I think it was the first game of the series. Oh, so when he came back, man, it was time to pay. The, the toll man was there when he rounded the bases. VMAC was like, "All right." <laughs> I, I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see what happened if it did get physical. Because BMAC's pretty tough. I had a few. I mean, th- people don't know, but when you get those lower level um, minor league fights, those are the wildest because right. you got kids right. eighteen, nineteen years old. A lot of them are, <laughs> you know, it's only their second year in the states, and they do it different over in Dominican or Venezuela. <laughs> I mean, they they throw balls at each other. They'll hit each other with bats. Bats. I mean, you'll see some of those in the off season, you know, on Twitter yeah. or something like that of those sure. fights. But I remember having to, I think we were in Wisconsin and we were, it was with Clinton, Iowa, something had happened. I can't remember why, but things got heated. And I remember a dude came out of their dugout with a handful of baseballs and was just chucking them at all of us, you know, so then everybody <laughs> starts chasing that guy. But the whole time you're just on your toes because anybody could hit anybody. It's not like the major league ones where... right. There's like one guy stirring shit up. It's kind of like you got a bunch of dudes that, I don't know, they're just like their brains aren't even formed fully yet. They're ready to make yeah. some bad decisions. And anybody can hit you from any angle, so you're on your toes. I had one, I think, in uh, it was Oakland in 2007. Uh, Ichiro had scored from first or something like that, and he's walking back to the dugout, and the ball rolls under his feet. Uh-huh. And Joe Blanton's trying to get the ball and just shoves Ichiro out of the way. And we had this guy, Jason Ellison from Tacoma, that, you know, he grew up pretty tough and fighting a lot. And he just went right up to Joe Blanton and tried to shove him. Uh-huh. But Joe Blanton's like 
solid 260 and he didn't go anywhere. And so Ellie was like, shit. And then he got his hands up and he said, I was really happy when, you know, when the <laughs> both teams kind of jumped in and got in the middle of it. Cause he's like, I might've been off more than I could chew right there. <laughs> uh, that was Hunter Strickland, uh, Edgar C. In That's right. That's right. That was pitching that day. If, if that would have been great, if Bryce Harper had that, the, the glove like flew out of his hand or the helmet flew out of his hand so far, it looked ridiculous. Because if he if it had not flown out of his hand, that would have got interesting. Yeah, the the if two guys that got hurt was uh, Mike Morse got a concussion running yeah. into some Marja. Yeah, they weren't even trying to fight each other. Uh, the other the other one the 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 best one I saw. Uh, other than that was uh, oh man, it was the Marlins, and Big Cat was with the Rockies. And he hit like the 529 foot home run off Kevin Brown that like we thought was going to leave Joe Robbie Stadium, pro player yeah. stadium. Literally thought it was going to fly out on the left. It's 529 feet. It was two thirds the way up the upper deck on the tarped upper decks. It was massive. And it was a grand slam. And I think this was the same series. It had to have been on a Sunday afternoon, the series finale. Dennis Cook is pitching. Scrappy, skinny left-hander. Remember Dennis Cook? Yep. Yeah, he was. He was a. He was a like a wiry dude, but he was tough, man. And Dennis Cook probably weighed 190 pounds. Through through at uh, Big Cat, and Big Cat about 260, 65, probably goes charging the mound immediately. Bobby Bo is playing third for the Braves, and he's about 250 at the time. Bobby Bo goes straight, c- cuts him off at the angle just before Big Cat gets to the mound. Bobby Bo grabs him, puts a bear hug around him. I mean, that's like 520 pounds of, of men right there. Bobby Bo holds him up, gets him off the ground barely, but pulls him away from Dennis Cook. He would, he, would, he might have killed Dennis Cook. And after the game, we asked Bobby Bo about him. He said, Big Cat's a big boy now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. The bench is cleared and all that, but there were no punches thrown. I don't I don't think. Yeah, but I mean, that's in, in, in general, they're kind of just scary because you have these guys with freakish strength and power that you know maybe yeah. didn't grow up fighting or know what. You know, a lot of guys act tough, but they've never even been in a fight. And then you get guys just throwing these giant, strong limbs everywhere, and who knows who's going to get hit by what or land on who. I think that's why it's you know in in the big leagues, it's generally like the. The attitude is we understand there's a few guys mad and we're maybe mad at you guys, but we're not trying to get anybody hurt out here. But those lower level minor league fights, man, there's no reasoning. You got to be on your toes. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the people, guys are probably like that, haven't fought a lot or anything. But then there's guys like Bobby Bo that know what they're doing. <laughs> that grew up yeah. from the Bronx. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or from, or from uh, the streets in, in, in cities in the Dominican and Puerto Rico. Yep. Where, yeah, there's, there's some different guys than, uh, than what. That wasn't Ramirez's first time squaring up with somebody. I can tell you that. He was not uncomfortable. And then you got guys you don't know that got backgrounds in like wrestling, you know. A guy like Darren Dalton, who was a state champion wrestler at my high school when I was yep. there. He was a tough dude, man. I'm going to tell you who you could have probably booked ahead of time was going to beat your ass was Kyle Farnsworth. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Those are all time. When he took down, when he, when the guy was about to charge him out and Farnsworth charged him. Yeah. That's all timer. And he slammed him like, like made yep. the form tackle and slammed him. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you cool. probably, I mean, I would have probably seen that coming if it was me and just oh, <laughs> I mean, oh my God. maybe, maybe, you know, mumbled a few things toward his direction as I was jogging the first pretty quick. Dude, he was a pitcher and he was voted like almost unanimously when they did a survey, Sports Illustrated did a survey and had the toughest guy. He was almost unanimous as the toughest guy, the one nobody would fuck with. And he's a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, but he's 6'5", 245 oh. with veins on his veins. Yeah, and like high degree uh, belt and karate and whatever else. Yeah, he was he was a mean dude, man. Whew. And strong as hell. And now he's even yeah, stronger. Now he's a bodybuilder. <laughs> Have you seen those pictures? <laughs> yeah, he's huge. He went to Brace. Yeah. He went to Brace Fantasy Camp. Did he? Yeah, he was in Brace Fantasy Camp, and uh, he was like one of the dudes helping. You know, one of the former players that was down there. And uh, McAlpin said he couldn't have been nicer. He was great. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, he was great. no, he's great. I liked him. Yeah. Uh, we were teammates in 2010, I think it was, and uh-huh. nicest guy ever. But I wasn't, about to, I wasn't going to push any buttons. <laughs> Just don't, just don't confront him, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, if he wants the last muscle milk, he's getting it. A couple more questions before we get off here. Uh, Dennis Cook was nuts. Yeah, he was crazy, man. He was good. Commenters, uh, Commenters on the SPM for the Dodger. Padre game, we're talking about him comparing the Braves lineup to the Dodgers. Braves lineup is better than the Dodgers. It just is. Dodgers is damn good, but the Braves lineup is better. There's there's no lineup better. I mean, unless I'm missing something. No, just look at the numbers, dude. I can't think of a lineup. A I've I can't even name a lineup from my you know my baseball knowledge that yeah. that I can remember that was better than this. I can't. I don't ever remember watching a team that could score a four spot, no matter where you start that inning in the lineup. They've got four guys with 25 homers now, and two more are on pace. Ozuna's on pace for like 35, and or more. And uh, uh, who else? Olsen's uh, going to hit 50. Darno's on pace for 20. They're going to they they're gonna have, at this pace, they're going to have six guys with 25 homers. It'll be a major league record. Yeah. So there you go. And it's not like they just hit home runs either. I mean, you got Acuna. You got guys who hit for a high average. You got guys that, that work, that work counts, get a lot of walks. Not, not many of them, but you got some of them. There's guys that do a lot more. A lot of doubles guys in that lineup. A lot of speed. Look at Harris at the bottom. Look at your number nine and number one, your leadoff hitter. Right there. Nobody's there, got anything like that. There's only one scenario where Harris, is, who's hitting up to 280 now, I mean, is, is still in the nine hole for any team. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be leading off for almost everybody. But uh, RC is hitting 298. Are hitting closer to the middle of the order, but it just works for the Braves. So, yeah. anyway. All right, well. Who would, who would you bet to come out of the AL? I'm not going to bet against the Astros. I'm going to have to go Astros. The Rays have really fallen off. And if you think about it, even when the Rays were off to that amazing start, there was nothing about their team that said they should be this good. There's nothing really right. overwhelming about their team. It's solid all over. Yeah. But it's not the kind of team like the Astros have more talent, you know, especially after yeah. the trade deadline. Baltimore's Baltimore's pretty young. I like Baltimore. I like I like Astros first probably, and then I'd probably put Baltimore behind them. That's the way I Texas look, at it. look good. I, I don't know. There's, hey, there's kind of like 
it's it's hard for me to buy into a team the first time they're doing it or if it's only May. Right. You know, but both get make June, a difference. But the Astros are in the World Series, it feels like every year or every other year. Right. And they don't and have both much makes a difference. Team. Yeah. Both makes a difference with the Rangers. And look at a couple of the experienced guys they got, you know, like from the Dodgers. I mean, yep. They got guys that have been there. Yep. So they are kind of different. I mean, this is a totally different Rangers outfit and a different, totally different vibe around them. They got a lot of talent. Yeah, that, yeah, that's Astros, not, man. Astros had Verlander pitching again pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like he never left. When I saw him pitch, I forgot he'd been with another yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, there's Verlander with the Astros. Let me see how he's throwing. It wasn't. I forgot it was even his first start with him. Are either of you worried about Rosario? This kind of goes back to what we we're talking about starters, but even more so. I was talking about Toscano with this as well. I'm like, think about it. When your biggest worry is you have one guy who's really not above average, you know, uh, way above average hitter. Rosario, even as of the other day, still had a higher OPS than the major league average. But he's not he's not a great hitter. He has spurts. But when your only concern is Eddie Rosario in a lineup that's got eight other guys doing what these guys are doing, I mean, nobody's got to line up with a star at every single spot. Uh, it does he? I know one team pretty close. He ain't going to win a Gold Glove in the field, no. But he he hasn't lost in games except that one where he made two mistakes. But I mean, I know it just pisses people off when it looks like he's not hustling his ass off. You know, that's the way he plays. He doesn't. I mean, he just looks kind of nonchalant. Andrew Jones looked nonchalant a lot of the times, but I mean, it's yep. just the way some guys play. I'm not comparing him to Andrew Jones either. Please don't don't say I am. <laughs> I'm just saying some guys don't look like they're, they're leaving a gut on the field. You know, uh, every time they 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 just don't. That's not the way they play. And Eddie Rosario's got a look about him that never really looks intense. That's just a, think about when he was killing the Dodgers in the NLCS. He really never looked intense. It just he just he just made, he always looks like he's out there just and you know. So yeah. Well, that's one thing I like about him, though, is he he has that tendency to come up big in a big situation. And right, every time he's in those big at bats, you know, bases loaded or late in the game or something, he always looks comfortable. But that goes to what you're saying. I don't think he really rides that roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, you obviously like him in a postseason. You've seen what he can do, but I mean, he pursues with Pilar, who's the opposite of that. I mean, Pilar plays his like his pants are on fire and all his hair is on fire at all time. Yep. So, I mean, you're getting intensity there for sure. And I think the platoon's fine. I mean, it's, it's not going to, you know, it's the weak spot in the lineup. Yes. But if that's your weak spot. Yeah. Normally teams to talk about the weak spot. It's two or three guys that you got to try to get exactly. through. One gets a hit. So you get, you know, turn the lineup over. Yeah. It's, it's not like one you're carrying spot. A, a 200 hidden shortstop with no power, you know? I mean, yeah. it's not what those guys are. So, no, I'm not worried about them. You, they can do f- just fine, you know, hitting more home runs and scoring more runs than anybody in baseball. I think the offense will be okay, and I don't think it's going to kill you defensively in left field. So yeah, it's it's a it's a hard game to play to try to find out this team's weaknesses and and things to actually be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, I think I think as long as you go into the postseason with a th- with a third starter who's just decent and and you know, and if you did, it wouldn't be the end of the world because like what we discussed. With the, yeah. with the bullpen they've got and the rest days you've got in the postseason, you know. I mean, you your third starter might suck that day and you might win 10 to 6. 
yeah, you just don't want to lose a lot of games on your lead and go into the postseason, you know, with no momentum and then and maybe lose home field advantage, that kind of thing. You just need to keep playing right. well enough to do. And we'll see. Because every other time they've had a bad series, I looked up today, I think all but one maybe series they've lost, they've come back and won the next series. All but like one time, and that was earlier in the year. So I, I or that stretch right before the break, whatever it was. But uh, yeah. they almost every time come back and win the next series. And going to Pittsburgh, they certainly should. It's a four-game series, which means you got to win three, but they're fully capable of winning three or all four. So, yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. That's all the time we got. We're running out. Of time. Sorry about that, folks. We started a little late, but it was Eric tonight. It was Eric who was in the traffic tonight. I was ready. <laughs> yep. First, first but time. I, <laughs> but I inhaled three tacos and order of black beans and rice in the 10 minutes, so that, that worked perfectly. Otherwise, I would have been eating. Uh, while doing this, and somebody would have asked me, are you eating? <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ate too fast, though. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. 755 is real. We'll talk to you again. Okay.